Welcome to Raise the Platform on this Saturday afternoon. Uh, we have a big show ahead of us. Uh, in the studio we have Veronica. Hi. And Alex. Hello. And myself, Rosie. And we don't have Stella, but it's okay because she's going to be here in spirit. We're going to be chatting to her mum very, very shortly um, for our East, uh, Easter, for our Mother's, <laughs> Mother's Day, Day special. Yeah, looking yeah. forward to that. So that will awesome. be up pretty soon. Um, and then we're going to be talking about a fantastic article that Alex was in. Um, so we're going to be giving a few um, lines on, you know, what was said in the, in, yeah. in the interview and in the article and having a bit of a discussion probably about um, employment for people with disabilities because yeah. that's kind of what the article is, yeah, is. is touching on. So we'll have that and also we went to Groove from the Moo last Saturday so if you missed us if you, if you turned on and went where's Razor Platform we were at Groove from the Moo so we're going to talk a little bit about that and uh, its accessibility um, but first off we have all songs um, to do with mothers for our Mother's Day special and um, the first song we have is Mama by the Spice Girls bringing you back to the 90s oh yes yeah so this is Mama by the Spice Girls you're listening to Raise the Platform on Sin 90.7 that there was Mama by the Spice Girls you're listening to Raise the Platform on Sin 90.7 this is our Mother's Day special and on the phone with us right now we have Stella's mum Sarah Barton on the phone you there Sarah? Hi. Yes, I am. How are you? Good. How are you? Very well, thanks. Excellent. Um, so before we start this interview, can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, about me? Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> um, well, apart from being Stella's mum, which is, you know, one of my most important roles, I'm also a documentary filmmaker um, and I actually have chosen to sort of particularly focus on making films that um, advance the sort of rights and inclusion of disabled people because um, when Stella was diagnosed with a disability, I thought to myself, hmm, um, what can I do that's going to make things better for people? And I thought maybe I could use my filmmaking skills to tell stories and, and um, do things that, that really um, put disability on the map in a positive way. Yeah. Stella did um, yes, mention awesome. that you were a filmmaker on one of the episodes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm actually just at the moment finishing a documentary about the disability rights movement. So it's a great film for young people, really, because it looks at the history of the elders of the disability rights movement, so the people that sort of first got out of institutions and started working to change the world. Um, and the film's called Defiant Lives, and we hope it'll be finished in the next couple of months. That'd be awesome. Sounds awesome. Mm. So, um, yes, we're, we're looking forward to having that done. I've been working on that for a very long time. Okay. <laughs> um, I have a question. Uh, my name's Alex. Um, did you have any experience with disability before you had Stella? I actually did. Um, as, co as coincidence would have it, I actually started making films um, about disability a long time before Stella was born. So um, back in 1994, I made a film called Untold Desires, which was about sexuality and disability. And mm, that film won... Yeah, that film won a lot of awards and, and was very popular and it, um, you know, it sort of put me in the frame a little bit. So when Stella was diagnosed with her disability, it was like, oh, I've got a little bit of experience with this. So I, I guess I wasn't perhaps quite as freaked out as I might have been had I not had that experience. Yeah. Um, what was, what's the greatest thing that you have learnt from Stella? 
Oh, oh, now that's a, <laughs> the greatest thing. Um, look, I think the thing that she teaches me the most actually is patience. Um, you know, she really teaches me how to be patient, uh, which is perhaps something that I don't do sort of naturally. It's not my natural kind of uh, default position. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you just have to slow down and wait for things to happen. So um, sometimes I'm impatient, but, you know, a lot of the time I'm more patient than I might have been otherwise. Yeah. Okay. Can you tell us a funny story of Stella growing up? Oh, that would be telling tales. That would be <laughs> that would be telling tales. There's lots of lots of funny stories. I suppose. Um, look, I don't know that this one's a particularly funny story, but I do remember. For, this is more from my perspective than perhaps from Stella's. But I do remember. You know, I was. Um, you know, when I was pregnant, and I found out that I was going to have a daughter, and you know, I had all these expectations of what was going to happen for her and you know it's like oh you know I'd enroll her in ballet classes and all these other things and I remember when she was diagnosed with cerebral palsy it was like oh she's never going to do ballet and for some reason you know these small little things you know become really important in your mind when in fact you know in the scheme of the world they're not that important mm -hmm. anyhow um so I was kind of you know sad that my daughter wasn't going to do ballet and then a few years later um, a woman said to me, you know, this, your daughter should really be doing ballet. It would be great for her posture. It would be great for everything. And I went, really? <laughs> yeah. And so, you know, I took her along and enrolled her in ballet classes. And she ended up doing ballet for 12 years and really, really enjoying it. And it was wow. fantastic for her. So, um, so, yeah, and it's really kind of given her, you know, a great experience and great posture and she's really comfortable on stage and all of that sort of stuff. So sometimes you think you know what's going, what's ahead and, yeah. in fact, you sort of don't. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to ask a question that I don't have written down um, because I've been tossing up, like, whether to say it or not because it's really badly worded, but, like, when did you realise... Because as soon as I met Stella, I instantly... We became friends instantly because she's, like the friendliest, kindest person I've ever met. Oh, that's um, very sweet. <laughs> she is. Um, with her riding, when did you realise that she was, like, absolutely fantastic at horse riding? Oh, well, that was really interesting because she'd been riding um, in a sort of program of riding to the disabled for many years and, and not really progressing. You know, she wasn't, she wasn't really... Like, you know, she was getting better and everything, but she wasn't being challenged or pushed or anything. Mm. And then one day we were, we were actually tossing up whether to go riding or not, and there was a little bit of, you know, can we really be bothered going? It was like, oh, yeah, we better go, we better go. So we turned up at the riding class and there was a woman there who was look, doing talent scouting for, you know, Paralympic teams and future sort of competitive teams. And she took one look at Stella on the horse and she said, oh, this girl should be, you know, being developed. She should be in the development squad. She should be training for the Paralympics. She'll be a fabulous 1A rider, you know. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you really must do something about that and, you know, get her, uh, you know, sort of uh, developing at a faster level. And that was just fantastic for us because it meant that we, we could sort of step out of just this kind of going horse riding for fun and, and really get into a sport that, um, like a lot of young young girls, teenage girls and boys and younger and that, it's great when they have a sport that they're really passionate about and it gives them, um, you know, a lot to, lot to do. And since that moment when Mary Longdon came and saw Stella ride, 
everything's really changed and, and she's been much more challenged. She's been having private lessons and she just really enjoys it and she's able to, um, you know, learn new things. And, and you know, she, she's got quite a high level of disability. So the tests and um, events that she does are just walk tests, but it's about very um, precise, uh, you know, movement and all of that sort of thing. And she just loves it. And I don't even mind the three hours of driving that it involves every weekend. So, um, yeah, so that was the point. It wasn't really me that realised it because I know nothing about horses. <laughs> well, I do now. I know quite, quite a bit more than I did. But it was really her being spotted, um, talent spotted, that made all the difference. Yeah. yeah. That's fantastic. Hi, Sarah. My name is Veronica. Hello. Hi. I have a question. How long has Stella been doing horse riding now? Well, she started, I think she had her first lesson when she was about seven and she's nearly about to turn 17, so it's coming up for 10 years. But she's really only been about four years at that high-level development where she's really been taking it a lot more seriously. Okay. okay. Mm. Yeah. Um, and uh, being, you know, Mother's Day tomorrow and it's a Mother's Day special, we were wondering if you had anything planned for Mother's Day. Well, funnily enough, I do have something planned, but it's not for me. Um, and it's also not about Mother's Day. My mother is turning 90 this week, wow. and which is an amazing age, and, yeah. you know, I can't believe it. And my mother, her birthday is always near Mother's Day, and she detests Mother's Day. And she's actually not even a really big fan of birthdays. Really? But I said to her, I said... Mum, not you don't turn not everyone gets to turn ninety, so I'm sorry, but we're just going to celebrate. <laughs> so I've actually been spending this afternoon, you know, in the kitchen, creating all kinds of, you know, weird and wonderful goodies because my mother is gluten intolerant and a pescatarian who hates soy and dairy products. So I've been cooking for my mum, and that's what tomorrow is going to be all about for us. That sounds lovely. Sounds fantastic. Yeah. Well, I hope it. I hope it is. I hope she appreciates it, and um, and I hope we um, end up having a nice day to celebrate for my mum turning ninety. So I hope you do. Well, thank you so much for joining us for this chat. Um, uh, that's a pleasure. Thanks for inviting me on. Thank no you problem. for it's been awesome. All right. Okay. So, have a good Mother's Day, all of you, too, tomorrow. Thank yes, you, we you will. Too. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. 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 All right, so the next song on our playlist is Mama Like the Roses by Elvis Presley. You're listening to Raise the Platform on Sin 90.7. You're back on Raise the Platform on Sin 90.7 with Veronica and Alex and myself, Rosie, and we just had the interview with Stella's mum. So Stella's here in, in spirit. We had Stella's mum, Sarah, have a little interview with us, which was fantastic. Yeah, it was great. Yes. Um, so now we're going to talk about Alex's article. So tell us, Alex, why why was there an article about you? Well, it was actually really surprising. I got a call from the organisation that I do Cycle Power with mm -hmm. and they said someone's called up from the Herald Sun asking to do an interview awesome. with you. So I was very surprised by that. Um, yeah, so... And I uh, got to do a whole lot of, you know, photos and everything for it. So, you know, got to go in the city, nice backdrop in the article if you, if uh, anyone saw it. Yeah, it's a great photo. And if anyone um, wants to see it, you, they still can. We're going to share it on our Raise the Platform Facebook page, the uh, the in internet one. Yes, the, so the, the online version. The online version, the thank you. The yeah. newspaper, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so um, just a brief 
interesting ex explanation of uh, what the article was. Um, it it talked about uh, my cycling, so it, it um, talked about every country that I've been to for cycle power and uh, how long the trips were, um, and you know a few quotes about uh, the terrain. Yes. Of, uh, <laughs> of the roads. Um, and probably the biggest part of the article was um, the job aspect of disability and uh, how I um, am having a few issues mm -hmm. uh, finding a job at the moment. Um, yeah, so it's um, it talks about um, not judging a book by its cover yeah um that's one of my quotes at the end at the end of the article um yeah so i mean obviously i think everyone here would experience yeah. going to a job interview and pretty much seeing their face and it's like oh my god you're in a wheelchair i did not know this mm. and it's like I, I almost feel like it's an automatic rejection. Like, mm. I may as well just walk out of the room. Mm. Like, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that's happened quite a few times um, over the past, past couple of years. How many times has it happened? Oh, countless. I mean, I haven't... I've been to probably, I don't know, 20 interviews over the past two years. 20? Yeah. And um, a lot of them, a lot of them have stairs mm. going up to their their office, so it's not on a ground floor. Um, so if that's, you know, automatically going to be a challenge for me. Mm. And then, you know, they see me coming up the stairs, and then they give me the look of, "What if if we hire her and she falls, where are you going to get in trouble?" Yeah. It's ridiculous how like quickly you get discriminated against when you have a disability when it comes to things like that. Like yeah. people don't think that we are able to do a job that we are very capable of doing. Yeah. Especially if we're like applying for jobs and you know making the effort to go to the interviews. Clearly yeah. we want the job, clearly we're willing and able. Yeah. We just need to give someone to give us a chance. Yeah. It's like I'm perfectly qualified and capable to do the job. Mm. It's just a matter of getting into the office and that's that's the whole problem mm. of me getting a job. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it's a bit annoying getting, you know, that kind of discrimination because... Yeah. <sighs> but anyway, I reckon <laughs> we should go to another song and we'll discuss this a bit more um, next. This is Mama's Song by Carrie Underwood. You're listening to Raise a Platform on Sin 90.7. You are listening to Razor Platform on Sin 90.7 and that was Mama's Song by Carrie Underwood. Perfect. And um, we are talking about Alex's um, article and it's about, talks a bit about Alex trying to find um, work. So Veronica, what has been your experiences with the workforce, whether it be voluntary or paid? Well, at the moment I am doing volunteer work in Villa Maria, it's an aged care facility. Yeah. So I, I go out there every Wednesday for a couple of hours and I have a support worker who I go with. Yeah. And I really enjoy it there because 
I'm I'm chatting to people. And whilst that might not seem much, it is. Yeah. Because they don't get out and about that often. Mm. So providing the residents something to do is really awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds awesome. You're putting yourself out there and you're, you know, within the community making other parts of the community feel needed. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really good feeling. Um, what kind of what would be your dream job if you had to have any job? My dream job. To be honest, I don't really know. But all I know is that it's something to do with people. Yeah. Yeah. I know I want to do something that's people oriented. Yeah, I think that's a, that's kind of what I want as well. Yeah. As long as I'm around people and face to face and not like over the phone. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, for me, um, I've been applying for like a lot of admin and reception jobs over the last, you know, few years. Mm. But um, I've recently found a new passion for like disability access and just disability rights in general. Mm. So I think that's something that I'd like to see. Yeah, and that's... Very doable as well. Like that's yeah. It sounds like something that you could definitely have. I reckon my like dream job of like totally not gonna happen, but like <laughs> in my dreams <laughs> would be running um would be running a music venue that's like yes. fully accessible and like just owning it and like running it and like organizing what bands come and play. And um I also have like this kind of idea of it gets so big that like we have a festival and then, you know, able bodied people have to like call up to see if it's accessible for them to come and they can only come <laughs> if they have like a, a friend that's disabled that comes with them, like just so they have that feeling of what it's like to call up a venue before they go and um what it's like to kind of feel a little bit discriminated against. Yes. Good point. But like in a friendly way. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds fabulous. Yeah. And I reckon another thing when dealing with a permanent disability is a lot of people often say, don't don't tell them what your disability is. Mm. Whereas I actually disagree with that. I think it's important that we tell the companies who we want to work for what our disability is mm. and te- teach them yeah, yeah. so that they don't end up being so shocked because they're like, oh, okay, so what do we do? Yeah, I fully agree with that. Um, I have a friend that works for an employment agency and she said, because I said, oh, should I disclose my disability on my resume? And she said, oh, no, no, that just gives them a chance to discriminate before they've even seen you. Yeah. And that hurt me. Like, Yeah, it, I, I've, it, had, I've had mixed opinions mm, with um, mm. disclosing my disability because I didn't do it at all mm. up until a few months ago because I thought, you know, it doesn't matter that I have a disability, I can get a job. Yeah. But that's my opinion and that's not the rest of the world's opinion, apparently. Mm. You know, I kind of see this is a really weird analogy, but I kind of see it as like boys. <laughs> so like <laughs> really? if a boy doesn't like you because he's disabled, then you, he's not worth it, right? So if you disclose that you're disabled on your resume and the, the company looks at it and goes, nah, they're disabled, Chuck it away and doesn't don't even give you a resume. Then you do not need to work there. Yeah, like, good point. They are not they are not important. For, you know, yeah. they're it's nah, not worth do it. nothing for there's you. There's subtle there's subtle hints on my resume to say that I am disabled. There's, yeah, there's a link to a video to say it says that yeah. I'm disabled. So yeah. whether they actually t- make the time to actually read mm. the resume, which is what they're supposed to do. Yeah, um, especially if they're 
you know, calling for an interview. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I think that we shouldn't have to. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've recently been doing it sometimes only because uh, I want to know if they're like, accessible. Yeah. So if they're not accessible, then there's there's no, no point, point. Me, there's mm. no point me turning up. So why bother? So mm. it's just it's easier for me to find out if it's accessible or not. Because, you know, it's, it's a lot of effort, you know, dressing up for an interview and preparing and researching the company and, mm. you know, it's it's a lot of effort just for, you know, 10 minutes and then you might not even get 10 minutes and they've already made up their mind. So, mm. yeah, it's just, it's very annoying. Yeah. Well, I think we should go to uh, the next song. Um, that is Thank You Mum by Good Charlotte. You are on Sin 90.7, Raise the Platform. That was Thank You Mum by Good Charlotte. You're listening to Raise the Platform on Sin 90.7. Yes, and this is our Mother's Day special. But we, we have been talking, we've got a bit off topic off Mother's Day. Yes. But that's okay. We're, we were talking about employment. And we just want to end it on a positive note. So if anyone out there who uh, is an owner of a business, who is an employer, please consider someone with a disability next time. Because um, as Alex said during the song, we're pretty sure that um, people get paid. Yeah, I think you get like a grant from the government or mm. something to hire someone with a disability. So so it's worth it. Yeah. And we're good at our job. Yeah, I so, think we're good at our jobs. Yeah. 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 Um, so now we're going to do a bit of an adventure chair because we haven't done an adventure chair in a while. We haven't done one in ages. Yeah, yeah. it's been a really long time. So, uh, Alex, do you want to start off the adventure chair? Do you want me? I can start it. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, as some of you might know, we went to Groove in the Moo last Saturday, which is a music festival in Bendigo. And it happens to be our favourite music venue. Venue? Festival, Festival, sorry. Um, Yes, so uh, we we went down to our friend's house because we didn't, uh, we couldn't afford to stay in Bendigo. Yeah, couldn't get accommodation. Yeah, because they they raised the prices as soon as. uh, Yeah, that's annoying. As soon as it's announced. Oh goodness. Yeah, so we stayed at our friend's house in uh, Caroline Springs. Yep. Yes, and. I was going to say, what happened when we were in the car driving to said friend's house? Oh, well, uh, <laughs> we were just talking about um, put where we're going to put all of our bags. Because we had a lot of bags. Because we, ha- you know, we're br- bringing food and drink bottles and jumpers because it's freezing. Mm. And, you know, we just, we get on the topic of whose wheelchair we're going to use to pretty much put the big backpack on and... Then it dawned on me that we hadn't actually packed my wheelchair. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, so I had a bit of a panic and uh, because this was probably 10 minutes away from our friend's house. Oh, yeah. dear. And so we'd travelled in, in almost peak hour traffic. Yep. <laughs> um, so it took a while to get there. And then I thought, what am I going to do? I don't have a wheelchair and this is an all-day music festival that I can't stand up for. Yeah. And there's going to be a whole lot of people, like, the the festival sold out, so there was, like, 5,000 people there. Yeah. 5,000. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, luckily, 
my uh, friend in Caroline Springs just recently got a new wheelchair. So her old wheelchair was still with her. Thank goodness. Thank, Thank goodness. goodness. Oh, my God. So I, I managed to uh, steal my friend's wheelchair, <laughs> which was rather comfy, actually. I, I really liked that wheelchair. Yeah, I've used her wheelchair before as well. It's very comfortable. <laughs> yeah. So... That was that was great. That was a huge relief. Mm. Yeah. Alex, how did you forget your wheelchair in the first place? That's a really good question. It's actually not the first time I've forgotten a wheelchair at a, as a music festival. It's not? No, I actually forgot. It was probably two years ago. Uh, this was St Kilda Festival. And um, my dad drove me to the festival because I there was no parking mm. so he offered to drive me there and we got there and it's like Alex where's your wheelchair <laughs> um so ended up having to stand for a very long time yeah. and uh I think yeah I think I stood for at least three hours three hours waiting for a band just the one band yeah um so yeah that was that was great um obviously I haven't learned my lesson Um, and it's sort of the same situation I wasn't in my car and I obviously I leave my car my my wheelchair in my car um, and we took Rosie's car so I didn't even think about my wheelchair because it's normally with me always yeah so yeah that's that's pretty much how I forgot my wheelchair and that's the adventure chair for today. <laughs> <laughs> you might have to set yourself a reminder for when you're going in someone else's car. Yeah. Yeah, yeah definitely. Definitely. Mm. Yes. Well, I reckon we've got time for one more song before the end of the show. Uh, this is Ashanti with her song, Mother. You're listening to Raise a Platform on C90.7. Welcome back to Raise a Platform on C90.7. This is the Mother's Day special, and that was Ashanti with Mother. Did not realise that that song went for that long. But I hope <laughs> you all enjoyed it. I hope you were feeling back into the early 2000s. Yeah. Yeah. I love Ashanti. It's great. Um, yeah, so this is our Mother's Day special, but we did get off course a bit. So uh, sorry for that, guys. But um, before we go, because it's now 4.56... Uh, just a quick of update of what we're doing for Mother's Day. Veronica, what are you doing for Mother's Day? I am going out with my mum, her partner and his mum. So we're all going out for dinner, family... No, family lunch somewhere. Ooh. So looking forward to that. Sounds good. I love it when, like, they there's the grandmothers are included. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't have a grandmother, so... Oh. But I would love to do something like that, like have my mum and then her mum, like... Yeah, yeah. that would yeah. been awesome. Yeah, well, I'm uh, going, hopefully, maybe, to my grandma's house for dinner. Oh, good. Sounds awesome. Yes, tomorrow night. So, and uh, we've, uh, I have three siblings at home as well. So, uh, I think we've all prepared something really special for our mum. Oh, that's with sweet. presents and cards. And I think uh, my little sister even coloured a little thing in. So oh, it's pretty Aww, cute. cute. Yes. Well, I think everyone's going to come for dinner um, for Mother's Day. My mum's birthday is really close to Mother's Day. Sometimes it actually lands on Mother's Day. Aww. But it hasn't landed on Mother's Day this year. It's uh, the 11th of May. Okay. So close but not not, not close enough. So um, we'll probably do 
a dinner, but unfortunately I am hosting another show on Sin on Sundays. So hopefully I don't miss this dinner. But um, either that or we'll do a lunch, which will be nice. Yeah. Yeah. And mum always gets a book. But this time I've decided to not give her a book because oh. she, she always gets like a joint present. <laughs> and this time we're giving her African drumming lessons. Ooh, oh, wow. Sounds Because she's always wanted to do African drumming. So. Oh, so that would be heaven for her. Yeah. I think she'll enjoy it. Yeah. Well, it looks like that's all we have time for <laughs> on oh. Razor Platform. But thank you so much for joining us. Um, and don't forget to tune in next Saturday from 4 to 5 with more disability advocacy. Awesome. We'll see you next time, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.